<laughs> Welcome to Hootie and Pastrasha. This is our podcast. We decided to do it so that maybe we could entertain people and people could get their minds off of things that are going on like COVID and the Ukraine. So here we are. Here we are. Um, we'll start off with our origin story of the name of the podcast. Um, the Hootie part comes from my name in Spanish in Senior Turner's class. I think it's Spanish for Judith, actually, but he just assigned it to me as my Spanish name. And Senior Turner is alive and well. I took a picture of him without his permission at the corn maze in the fall just to prove to Tesh that he was still around. So I got to be Senior Turner's um, aide when I was like, I think, in eighth grade. And he really liked me. He creeped me out a bit. That's false. He loved me. No, he didn't like you at all. You didn't get a quote book at the end of the year. I sure did. I got the quote book. And I'll dig it up if you'd like me to find I it. I thought you mocked it and then he denied you one at the end well, of the year. Well, <laughs> the next year. <laughs> because I went to Rocky Mountain. I did laugh at the quote book because there was so many quotes in it. But I did get one because I was his aide. But you didn't get one the next year? When I went to Rocky. Were you his aide again? No, because I went to Rocky. I was just, I, when, I had him in seventh grade and eighth grade, but I was also his aide. Okay. In eighth grade for the ninth graders, and it was embarrassing. But then we found those pictures of him, those, his drawer, <laughs> and I could not quit laughing about it. It was something special, but he was, he has a life and well. He still lives in West Hoover, and yes, he did do a quote book, and it was like tight. It was like typed, mm. like Anlam, and the pages were all in plastic pages. He was pretty furious, but precious. Yeah. Um, I would also just like to say that I took Spanish from seventh to seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth grade, and I think I can ask where the library is. Donde está la biblioteca? Oh, that's amazing. I would like to say I also took Spanish from 7th to 10th. And I thought I was doing amazing at it. And then I went to Argentina with Brady to pick him up. I thought I was doing so great. And I didn't know what the hell anyone was saying once we got there. Like, not a word of it. Right, so and you just thought you were just going to roll into Argentina and just speak with the locals. I did. And then... <laughs> I did, and I'm so and I'm so sad that I couldn't even keep up keep up one single conversation at all there. And because you know the because the dialect is so different there, um, every time instead of saying "aya" like she, they kept saying "aisha," so I kept asking Brady if they were saying "taisha." Like my name. Oh, yeah. Because they knew name. your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were addressing and you by name they were immediately. They addressing me by name. And then he said no. And I said, well, what are they saying? And he said, you don't want to know. And I was like, ah. Oh. Shucks. So. And they did love my, they did love the blonde hair. Oh. But it was, everything about it was concerning. That is very concerning. It was concerning. Okay. So that was a special time. That's a special time. So, Senior Turner quote book 
and me and Amanda Escobedo were, were the were the aides there, and it was a great time. And then, and I actually loved Spanish in senior turners. I understood it so well. And then ninth grade. That's because everybody was speaking like, Hola, como esta usted? Yo, Yo estoy bien. <laughs> yes. And I was Taya. That was my name. Oh, okay. Taya. So it should be Hootie and Taya. It should be Hootie and Taya. But anyway, so then ninth grade came and I, and I didn't do so well. And then 10th grade and I, but I really liked Spanish. And so I thought I was going to do well. Neither of us did well in Spanish. No, we. I did at first, and that's why I became an aide. Shucks. You believed in it a lot. I you did. believed in your ability to be bilingual. <laughs> I really did. So then, um, so then Pastrasha, the other part of Pastrasha was that um, when Tyler and I started dating again, yep, I said again, um, I went, when he asked me out, I went with him and his niece and his niece and nephew called, started calling me Pastrasha because that was easier to say, I guess, than Tesha. So they still, every now and then, will call me Pastrasha and my father-in-law, Frank, will still sometimes call me Pastrasha. So Heidi had a dream one night. Oh, yes. Okay. So I had a dream one night. <laughs> That we did this podcast and it was called Hootie and Pastrasha. And there was a jingle, which I will not sing. Because as you can tell, my voice sounds like I've been chain smoking since I was two. So I won't do that. But I had this dream that we had this awesome podcast. And so us and my other nieces, um, we just decided to just make a business. It took about 15 polos and an hour and a half. <laughs> and by the end of it, we had a website, an Instagram page, and an email. And we had decided that we would start a podcast. And that was like three months ago. And we're just barely getting to our first episode. Right. So it's taken some, we've gotten, we've had to get through some technical difficulties. Yeah, we don't have a, we don't have mics right now. We're just sitting here mm -hmm. talking into a phone because the mic wouldn't work. So we'll update that for our next episode. Um, and these will be, we'll record them when I come here to Tesh's to get my hair done because that is when we do our best work. Yeah, behind the chair. Behind the chair. Hudit and Pastrasha behind the chair. Right. All right, so to start off, we're going to do what we're listening to. What yes. We're eating. What we're reading. What we're reading. Or our favorite podcast because I feel like I kind of give have given up on reading. Okay. So you go first. Okay, so what um what I'm listening to, I have a couple things. The first thing I'm listening to on Audible is Liquids Till Lunch. Um that is Maybe we should do an outline okay. of the of like what will be included in the podcast first. Okay. Okay, I'll add a flag there so that we can edit. Okay. So so what this podcast is going to contain is our favorite things 
that we're listening to, eating, or reading, um, funny stories. And then we have a segment. I say segment like this is legit shit. Um, confessions of a hairstylist. And then another segment, because that's like obviously Tesh's area of expertise. And then we'll also include a little part that will be um, Utah true, true, true crime stories, because that's one of my favorite things. I think I'm like one more subscription to a true crime, crime podcast away from being an actual serial killer. Mm-hmm. So that's just the outline of what we'll be what we'll be covering in these things. So thank you for listening. <laughs> Okay, so I'm listening. I love I love true crime also. And it doesn't doesn't seem to bother me one bit. So I love right now I am I of course I'm always listening to Crime Junkies. And I love that one. I haven't been listening to really any other podcasts. Oh, I do love Swindles. Swindles is a good podcast also. Um, we better I, be getting some, we better be getting some kickbacks for, for these right. important plugs that we're making. Plugs, I know. Um, also I do, I have been listening on Audible to Liquids to Lunch. My cousin Jenna introduced us to it. It's by Mary Ruth, who also, um, has a line of vitamins and it's a really good book. So I have loved it. I'm not all the way done with it, but it is a really good book. So it's mostly about getting all your vitamins before lunch. And just talks about, you know, like getting your, kind of like getting sunshine and all sorts of stuff. It's really good. So I've, those are kind of the things I've been listening to. Um, I've been listening to uh, lots of different ones, but I'll just do My Favorite Murder. That's a pretty classic that's a pretty classic, um, true crime podcast. It's one of my favorites. Um, I feel like they're pretty, they're pretty funny and entertaining. Um, there's a little bit of language in there, but if that's going to bother you, you probably shouldn't be on this one either. And, um, smart list, which is with Jason Bateman, Will Ferrell and Sean Hayes. That's another one of my favorites to kind of just balance out all of the stories about murder that I'm constantly listening to. Um, and reading, I was reading The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna until it started to resemble our current situation in the world. And then I shit canned that pretty fast. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what we've been doing for a minute. Um, what about watching? Oh, watching. Oh, you know what? Um, Ozark. We haven't finished it yet. We're still working okay. on finishing it. Okay. It's really hard with that one because I feel like you have to start it late at night. And by the time Dave gets home from the gym and I get home from running, it's like mm-hmm. 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And then you really have to follow that one. Mm-hmm. I like to just put the same old shit on. Oh, by the mm-hmm. way, if you don't add us about the language, right? <laughs> no, don't, do not come at us. Don't come at language. us about the language. We've been swearing since we were about 10 years old. We have no problems with that. So yeah, we're not, um, we talk like this to our mom. We do talk to our moms with this <laughs> gross language, this gross talk, and they don't appreciate it either. And it's okay, but it's okay. They still love us anyway. 
So you email them if you have yeah, a problem with it. They don't like it either. Because okay. we, we know. We know and we don't care. Um, They're still disappointed. Right. Gross talk. Gross talk. Anyway, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, Ozark. You were watching Oh, yeah, Ozark. Ozark. So I like to just put on the same old shit, like the stuff I know. Like yeah. Kimmy Schmidt, like 30 Rock. Funny stuff. Grace and Frankie and stuff like that just yeah. to kind of like shut down too. Okay. What about you? Um, right now I'm watching Inventing Anna. Oh, yeah. Which, speaking of Ozark, so she, I hate her accent. It's so bad. It's almost like... Baby talk. It's like baby talk if you were deaf. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, it's almost like a... But it took me a few minutes to place her. Oh, did it really? Yeah, like it took me a oh. minute to place who she was because she's so curly-headed in Ozark. Right. And I still hate her the same. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it took me a minute to place her, but but I had already heard this story on Swindled. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, I know this story, but I can't believe it's real. Right. It's, it's kind of like the Tinder swindler story. It is. It's crazy. Where you're just stealing from one person yes. to pay in another person's yes, way for me. And I can't believe that they, I mean, I'm still not all the way through it, so I'm working on it. But anyway, so yeah. Um, and then I think next we're going to go on to, um, there's a couple others that I have written down. So I think when I move on to it, I'll talk about it. But um, yeah, there's a couple of things that I, but I can't remember what they are. Um, we've already finished Ted Lasso, the morning show. Um, we really like Ted Lasso. Um, is it worse? I heard, that, I heard though that Ozark is coming back with more episodes. Yeah. Like kind of soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I pretty soon. So you don't have to wait like another year for it. Yeah. And then it will be done. And then also, um, uh, dead to me. Is it dead to me? Oh yeah. I think that's got some coming this year. Oh, Okay. Finally, that's been Which a minute. I love. Yeah, I love that. That has definitely been a minute. Well, I I feel like I just need to su- get like subscribe to Apple TV. I, well, I tell myself I don't need another freaking streaming service because I, I have forty seven. And it's five bucks. Right. I mean, what am I? What am I saying? Like, I is that a big deal? Five dollars a month. I, I spend that on coffee every day. Well, that's also, a- don't at me about that. I'm a coffee. <laughs> I'm a coffee drinking Mormon. Piss off. It's fine. Um, no, I but the morning for the morning show alone, the morning show was good. I really liked it. Well, I tried just using my friend Carrie's like Apple ID. She was like, just try it and then just like, see if you like it or whatever. And then I got her locked out and it turned into this whole thing. (laughs) Why? Because they knew? No, because I kept getting the password wrong. Oh, or she gave it. Um, Anyway, I got her locked out, so then she realized what a horrible mistake it was to trust me with any sensitive info. But I should just subscribe to it because they are starting to crack down on like multiple users and stuff. It's a bunch of shit. Yeah, I hate that. And, and the thing is, there were some other ones that people told me about. I was like, oh, see, Apple TV, that's the problem. But yeah, there's all these, there's all these extra subscription or these streaming services that are. And then they sniff you out they because do. I had let I had like went over and signed on my mom's TV for Amazon so that she could watch 47 freaking episodes of Heartland. And it, 
then I tried to sign on my TV and they told me to call them and they're like, oh, you've got to pay to do another device. I'm like, I spend roughly a thousand dollars a month on Amazon. No Bite me. No this like me watching like some random show isn't, they like they sniff it out. So then they're like, they were like listing the people that had used my Amazon sign in. They were like, oh, who's Carolyn Hells and who's Dave Wade? I'm like, why don't you calm down? Well, Bravo, You're bleeding everyone on earth dry. Do you really need another 60 bucks no, for a another and device? And literally watching Heartland. That is it. By the way, we forgot to introduce who we are. Oh, we did forget we did. that. So, the reason I called her mother grandma, <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> awesome segue. Yeah. <laughs> We can cut this. That out. was no, we're not cutting it out. That was smooth. That was <laughs> gross talk. So <gasps> Heidi is my aunt, who's just a year older than me. She was how old? You were born in seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. So I think I was like what? Eighteen, 18, 18 months old. Months when I was born. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, been killer since then. Yeah, it has. So we went to school together. Elementary. Everybody thought we were sisters. Everybody thought we were sisters because we had the same... And language. just didn't know we were sisters. Yeah. That's like the best thing about it. It's like, oh, do you mean like cousin? No, I feel like I know the difference between an aunt and a cousin. Right. Oh, or you like, mean you guys are... You guys are... Is Heidi your sister? No. Is she your... So you guys are cousins. No, she's my aunt. Are you sure? Yeah, she's my aunt. She was... She's my dad's little sister. Okay. So my dad was 24... When Heidi was born. My dad's the oldest. Heidi's the youngest. So Heidi grew up with all of us as cousins. And we do tons of stuff together. We, Me and Heidi have always been. So me and Heidi did all these things in elementary. Then we went to junior high together. And high school together. And now we're raising boys together. So that's, that's fun. But we... And now we're doing a podcast together. So whenever anyone says, whenever we're talking and I say something about grandma, obviously that's her mother, but we did lots of things together and she went on family trips with us and. Which I can't believe that your parents would sign on to take an extra kid on vacation. Well, they knew it was going to be easier. Uh, false. Because if anybody knows me and Tesh, when you see me and Tesh together, Shit's going down. I know that's true. And we Shit did, is going down. We did like pretend to be. We did pretend a lot oh, of things. Trigger, trigger warning for deaf people <laughs> that may be listening to the Braille version of this show. pretend we were deaf at theme parks around at the world. theme parks around the world that that gig lasted a lot longer than it should have and spanned a few a few different states That's right. we didn't know sign language at all but nobody knows that it's like that one guy remember when that one guy pretended to know sign language and they put him on to like translate like the news remember that it was like at a press conference <laughs> <laughs> no. you don't 
at a press conference and somebody tried to like decipher what he was saying in sign language and they were like, he's not saying anything. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was us. That, yeah, we did that for an entire trip. Well, a long time. We were the original. And then we acted like we had some disabilities. Oh, for a long time let's not family. include that on here. <laughs> We will offend a lot of people with our stories, so we're, we apologize already. Just know. weed yourselves out now. <laughs> Just get over here. Um, are we going to talk about what our favorite things to eat are? Yeah. Let's dive into that already. Um, but you're a lot healthier than I am, so... I'm sorry. Can you see me right now? <laughs> Did the sound I made when I sat in this chair make you feel like I'm a lot healthier than well, you? Well, you already saw my fridge today when I opened it up and there was already four feet of sandwich in there wait so maybe you should tell the listeners i'm i'm saying that optimistically like it's plural about the extra six feet of sandwich that you ordered um which unfortunately this is the second time i've done that so um we had a family party and i ordered Six extra feet of sandwich. <laughs> because my husband asked, he said that the sandwich would feed be between 24 and 36 people. Well, I knew that we would have about that many, but there a lot of them are men or boys, you know, grown men. And I figured we didn't, I don't ever want to run short of anything. That's like my motto in life. I don't oh, want to run is. short. It is. Ever. So we I, could live for like, like a family, <laughs> like a, like 50 people could live in this house for three months without ever leaving. That's true. So I didn't want to be short of the food. So when we ordered, I just thought maybe, I didn't think that maybe it would feed another, I didn't really realize that it would feed another 24 to 36 people. But then when I saw the sandwich and I realized I had ordered 12 feet <laughs> So right now, currently, I have another, Ty took two feet to, to work and then we have another two feet and then I had to cut up about a foot and a half, which is... Currently. I feel like when you're speaking about a sandwich and feet <laughs> measurements... Then when I opened it up, I realized that a can of soda had exploded already in the in the fridge. So today when I opened the fridge and showed the cousins, things were really messy in there. So we have a whole two feet of sandwich left over. So that's what we'll be eating for the next week and a half. Why did we include the eating part in this? Because it... Like, is that going to be interesting to anybody? Well, you know what? It is going to be interesting because well, it's going to... we want to share our favorite things. We're going to share our favorite things. So currently, my favorite thing is a coffee, again, don't at me, and egg bites from Starbucks, yes, which I get true. every day. Yes. Even today, I didn't even work, and I still went and got it because you I might... Did? That's good. I did. I might I might have some addiction issues That's because okay. no matter where I am, even in St. George this weekend at the tournament, we had to stop yeah. and get that because you can always trust that there's going to be seven Starbucks around the location that you're going. Of course. So you can always count on it. Well, right. And so I like to get my buzz on. 
All right. Which brings us to our next segue, which is the beach body story. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Because we like to keep fit, of course. Yeah. If any of you have ever seen me in public and you're like, I like the way her clothes look like they're just a little bit too snug. (laughs) And you're like, I really enjoy... I really enjoy the humps, the back humps and the front humps. And you're like, how do I achieve that? Well, this is... Right? This is how. This is, well... Do you want to start us off beach, with it? The beach, yeah, the beach we, like the beach well, body story. Well, because it was all my idea, wasn't it? <laughs> right. And I think actually, like, much like this podcast right now, it was born in the chair when yeah. I was getting my hair done. Well, yeah. I mean, so, um, I like I like to overbuy a lot and I think I had seen an idea for um Beachbody used to sell well maybe they still do um the what's it called (laughs) (laughs) self-pity no Brazilian the Brazilian oh what was that called it was called the BBB. The Brazilian butt lift. The Brazilian butt lift, right? Yes, The yes. Brazilian butt lift. Right. So, of course, there was all these infomercials back then. And if you called now or whatever, you could order it right now. And then they would ship it to you immediately. Like, we got free shipping. We were pretty excited about it. So, me and Heidi decided that we were going to order it immediately. Because I, I think I had just had Ryder, right? Yeah, and I, let's see. And I needed it for sure. <laughs> I needed it for sure. Because we'd been working out at the gym, right? We yeah, been... we would go work out. No, wait, wait. This might have been a little bit before that. Because when we were working out at the gym, Ryder was older, remember? And we'd go and work out, and then we would go to Costa Vida. <laughs> yeah, of course we would. Right. And that one time I fell asleep when we were doing yoga. Yes. Special. Uh-huh. Let's bookmark that one. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I, of course, had this great idea that maybe we both did, because I think it came with like four CDs, four DVDs. So I was like, oh, for sure, we could just split it, and and then we'll still get the free shipping. So, (laughs) and, you know, they'll rush it to us. Rush it to us, because we needed it immediately. So Heidi, I think we, I don't know, got on online. I don't know, maybe we called. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Anyway, they rushed that shit to us ASAP. ASAP, because we were dedicated <laughs> to our fitness journey. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, obviously. I mean, look at us. Yeah. No, you look really good. Whatever. Look at me. But we rushed that we shit rushed and it, then and never, still in its never looked at it again. It's still in its package <laughs> as we speak. We never got it out. Not even never. got it out. No. Never. Never. And... I just think that that was a real turning point. I think I ate a box of Fruity Pebbles that day, a box, and have been an unhinged raccoon uh, ever since. Fighting. I've been fighting. I literally, we were like, yeah, we for sure need this. And then it rushed here. We were like, it, we like blinked and it was here. We, we couldn't wait to get started. We couldn't. And then we and were like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm beautiful just the way I am. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> So that's right. That was the start of our fitness journey. So follow us for more tips. <laughs> tips and tricks. Tips Obviously, and tricks and just, you, you know. heard what, what I was eating around here. 
Uh, right, of sando. twelve extra feet of sando, yeah. and I'm all about the coffee and the egg bites. Right. So. so, and that's all we got. It's all we got for, for that. Yeah. For that today. Uh-huh. And those heavenly hunks right there. The heavenly yeah. hunks. Yeah. Yep. Costco, and of course, I wouldn't let Ty go to Sam's Club without me. No, but yeah. that's not for including not including you, and that was saving money. That's true. Yeah. We could we could um bookmark uh. Your trips to Costco for another for yeah, another time. Yeah, that'll be another. Time. That'll be a great, okay. a great journey for us. I keep saying journey. That, that's right. Okay. Next up. Next up is my inside there, but uh. Do you want me to move it? No, no, it's okay. What do else? you want to do? do can... What else we got on the docket? <gasps> oh crap! Oh. oh, you gasped too dramatically. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, the AT&T story. The AT&T story. Okay. So uh, after my dad died, my mom decided that she was going to use his phone, which was a flip phone. Um, so she just started carrying it around and using it, even though according to her, she would really like it if we couldn't get a hold of her all the time. Uh, so pretty soon she was contacted by AT&T to say that that phone, <laughs> <laughs> is operating on a 2G network and they're shutting down the 2G network so she's got to come in and get a new phone which subsequently was the only reason that my dad ever got a new phone was when they called him and were like we're moving off of an analog you've got to get a new phone etc cetera, etc cetera. but the phone was still in my dad's name and it was still under Bonavista which was where he worked probably what 20 years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so they tell me that we've got to, we've got to bring, literally bring my dad's death certificate and go into an AT&T, but it's got to be the right AT&T store. It can't just be any old store. It's got to be like the corporate store. You've got to go in there. So I take my mom, we go in there and sit down and we've got this death certificate. And the guy says, well, we've got to copy this. You know, just so, and I'm like, you're not copying my dad's death certificate. Don't be insane. This just verifies that he died so that we can switch the name from his name to my mom's name. So he's kind of doing this, running over this whole thing. And he's like, <clears throat> you know, it's a terrible day today. The Mets lost. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, um, we're sitting here with my dad's death, death certificate. So I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> So that started the whole visit out with a real, with a real bang. And we had to switch my mom's plan over because my mom's plan literally had, or my dad's plan had nighttime and weekend minutes. <laughs> so if you dared talk outside of those minutes, you were getting charged like 49 cents a minute or some ridiculous thing like that. So I verbally abused him about that. So then we get all that kind of straightened out and now it comes time for us to look for a phone. So immediately he jumps to like the latest iPhone that's like, what, $1,000 or something. And he said, I mean, this guy really knew his target audience. <laughs> so he's like, this, this phone takes great selfies and it's got really good camera and whatever. And so I said to him, I go, does it look like she knows what a selfie is or knows how to use a camera? Just give us like the cheapest piece of shit you've got so that we can get out of here. She's had a flip phone. Yeah, she's had a flip phone. So, yeah. you know, so he gives us like a Samsung. Okay, and he opens it, programs it, gets it all, gets it all rolling and associated with her number. 
So then we leave and I'm pissed. It was literally like two and a half hours. Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot the, I forgot the part, this part. The phone that she wanted wasn't available at that store. Only the next one up, it was like $300 right. more. That's right. So we had to take her out to North Ogden and then buy the phone out there. And then we got home like a day and a half later. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so my mom gets her first bill from AT&T and it's still got charging per text. I got her a nice unlimited text plan because we're trying to teach her how to text. And she was still getting charged by the text and like the plan basically hadn't changed. So she's, you know, she's like, you got to take care of this and you can't, again, you can't call. So I've got to take it and go back into the store and ream whoever dares <laughs> to talk to me about it. So I go in there, there's a, there, and, you know, set my sights on the next, the next available victim for this. And I tell them the whole thing. I'm like, we were in here for like three hours getting this phone changed over, getting the plan changed and everything. And you still sent me this, my mom, this damn thing that's got all these weekend minutes and all these extra charges. You told her that it would be like $80 a month and this is like $150 a month. So anyways, I'm just, I'm just running through with him. So he's like, you know, I'm sorry. Let's see if we can get it finished, fixed or whatever. So he goes over and while he goes over and is kind of going through this stuff, my mom happens to call me. So she calls me and I'm like, mom, I'm in the AT&T store right now trying to get this all fixed up with your phone. So I'll call you back. And she goes, tell him that I'm very disappointed in him. What was his name? Oh, God. I don't know, but he was just a really big, like just a big, strong African-American dude. And so I'm like, okay, very disappointed. very disappointed. So I get off the phone and I look at him and I'm like, Hey, uh, my 85 year old mom wants you to know that she's very disappointed in you. <laughs> and he like sits there for a second. And he goes, Oh shit, that's cold. <laughs> so that was the story of how we got my mom converted to a 5g network. We're so happy. But she is learning to text because she did text me the other day and there was, I could string together. It's like a game of mad gab. I can string together. If I say it really fast, I can understand what she's saying. <laughs> so. And she did apologize. Oh, she did. Um, she accused me of stealing a Tupperware. Like yes. she's, it's been on, it's been on for about six months. She keeps telling me that to look for her Tupperware. She keeps, she kept describing it. I insisted I didn't have it. There were some words and Finally, she found it. Well, actually, that was before I took her over. I just barely got Tupperware for the first time like a year ago. That was when I became an, it's coming an of age adult. as an adult. It's your coming of age. In your 40s. I know, right? That's really sad, actually. Wow. Well, anyway, not everybody can order a sandwich and feet. just taking her over one of my bowls just to offer it to her just like here just take this bowl okay and she wouldn't accept it because it had to be her bowl so anyway she found it and then she um apologized via text so she did. it was a very special moment so that was a big moment 
Confessions. Confessions of a beauty salon. This one didn't happen at my beauty salon, but this one happened, I think, at beauty school. Will you be sharing ones that happen in your beauty salon? I, I cannot say. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... There are ones I've either heard of from friends or ones that have happened in my salon. Okay. Okay. This one, though, did not happen in my salon. But this is one I heard of at beauty school. This is why they told us not to... This is why they tried to tell us not to gossip. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They said that one day a lady came in and was sitting... Because, you know, in beauty school, we all had... You know, there was like three stations that kind of all were on each side you know of each other like we all shared a mirror so like there was like three stations so each mirror was you know kind of like connected you know what I mean yeah so there were like three stations on in one area so you couldn't see really around it unless you got up and walked around it but anyway um so they said that one day a lady had come in and just sitting there talking. She was just sitting there. And um, a lady on the other side was talking all about her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Went on and on and on about this boyfriend of hers and very descriptive of everything. And the woman on the other side realized that the, the person that the woman was talking about was her husband. Ooh. And Ooh. they got into it like we're fighting so it was the mistress and the and the and the woman uh, the mistress and the married woman and so anyway mm. uh -huh. so they were trying to tell us like just to you know but I was like that's the thing the, the people talk They and they told us the thing is about because you're touching them, you know, because you're washing their hair and you're combing, they're, you're blowing out their hair and whatever. They talk to you because they trust you. And so they were saying, just make sure, just remember that you're listening, you're having to, you're hearing everything, you know, you're listening to all these secrets and everything and people talk and you're hearing it all. And I do, I hear lots and lots of stuff. So awesome. Anyway. So, yeah, I have, I've heard lots of good stuff. Awesome. Really good stuff. Yep. All right. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into our Utah true crime. We'll try to keep all these pretty close to where we're at. Um, so the source I used for this was, a, was called um, Mapping Evil with Mike King. Again, we better be getting some... Yeah. Some shit for that. No kidding. Anyway, hit us up, Mike King. So this took place in the 1980s. Um, it was a man, a 33-year-old truck driver, who committed 70 to 80 rapes in 11 states. 
He's considered one of the most prolific rapists in Utah and possibly the USA. I don't know why I said USA instead of United States. Anyway, um, this truck, because he was a truck driver, it made him, it made it easy for him to move from state to state and kind of remain unnoticed because he was always passing through different towns. But he also kept a bike in his truck so he could park his truck and then kind of bike into town um, and search for his victims. So um, he became really, really good at targeting um, a certain type of woman, usually between 25 and 35, usually divorced. I'm not really sure how he knew to look for divorced people. I do know. I mean, there were like a couple things that he, I guess he, like, is this, I think he like helped write a book. Yes, he did. So I think some of the things that he would look for were like boots by the back door. Um, oh, yeah. There were like always men's boots by the back door or to see if they had a dog. And then remember, he'd go through the mail. Oh, to yeah. To see if they had any kids. You're right. So that he could, um, he'd already threaten the safety the of the kids. Yes. Yeah, he could like use their, the kids' names. Um, I didn't, that was, like, that wasn't included in, in the podcast I listened to, but that's, I do remember that now that you say that. Yeah, he could He like, really did a lot of research to make sure that he wasn't going to run into a husband, husband, a dog. Yes. Anything like that, and then he could use the kids as leverage to get the person to do whatever he wanted. Yes. Um, so that's also probably how he found out that they would be divorced because there wouldn't be a guy there. Mm-hmm. And he targeted low income um, because the housing usually didn't have air conditioners. And so he liked to do it in like the spring and summer when the windows would be open. So it would make it easy for him to get in, in there. Um, so he, his, how he became what he was is kind of the same with usual rapists. He started with voyeurism in his teenagers. Did you know this? Mm-mm. I hadn't heard this either. Mm-mm. It makes me feel like there's probably some stories out there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he started with voyeurism again in the spring and summer months. <clears throat> and, uh, one of the things that he told investigators later was that, because it was spring and summer, always when he would go and peep through women's windows, there would be like all the smells of summer and spring and summer. And one of them was lilacs. And so that became a trigger for him. If he would ever smell lilacs, then that would mean that he would be, it would be time for him to attack somebody or something. Really interesting mm. and weird. Super weird. Mm. Um, he would often come back to the same location a few hours or maybe days later to kind of see the aftermath. I don't know if that meant just kind of observing them coming and going from their house, or I don't really know how you could, you could observe the reactions just from watching the house, but he did that. And then um, also what they said was if the person that he was attacking didn't meet his demands during the attack, then he would come back and reoffend and attack somebody else. So that he could, you know, get his demands met. That's actually how they caught him. Was that they they kind of started taking notes from the victims when they would report these assaults. And they put together that he would come back if they didn't do what he said. He would come back and attack somebody else. And so that's eventually how they caught him. Um, 
And like Tesha said, they decided to um, profile him. And so they, he's been interviewed by all of these like different kind of sexual predator profilers and, and how they track people like him. Um, and Mike King had mentioned that they off, they do this because they want to leave some sort of legacy. They know that they're in jail forever. He's serving three 15 to life sentences. Um, but if he ever gets paroled, he will be extradited to Wyoming and be charged for the crimes that he did there. So he's basically never seen the light of day and he knows he's never seen the light of day. So he wanted to like leave a legacy of oh, this is my, this is the mark that I'm leaving is people want to study me, which really is kind of shitty, you know, that it gives them some sort of gratification for being able to be studied because he raped all these women. Um, but that's how they learned his MO and, um, any tips that they could give women to keep them from being attacked, like the boots outside the door mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, um, and I do know that he got that one of the ways that, because he was married with three girls. Oh, yes. He was married with three girls. Sorry. I should probably have done a little bit more of a background on his no, life no. before he was a rapist. No, it's fine. I'll make, sure to I'll make sure to include that next time. But yeah, he was married with three children. And he started when he was driving a truck. So he like got into drugs and pornography. That's like how he started. Yes. Because um, he had to go on long hauls, you know, and keep him awake. But pornography was like, of course, you know. Usually how it started, of course. Um, but yeah, like when it came out, I guess in the 80s, when he was caught in the 80s, I guess, it was like odds in rape, you know, or serial rapist or whatever. But it was, um, he, yeah, he was totally like, he was totally just. Um, just a normal guy. Just a normal guy. Right. Yeah, like he was just. You wouldn't think anything. You wouldn't think anything if you passed him like on the street. Mm -hmm. So, um, this man is Cuzzy Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> he is um, my cousin, Tesha's second cousin. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I don't know. But, he's your cousin. He's your but cousin. he's my cousin. We are related to him. We're not proud of this. And also us laughing isn't us making light of his crimes or what a piece of shit he is. We just thought that this would be a good way to kick off our, our, our true crime thing because we know this one. We know this one a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, and um, another little story about this is when my husband and I were first married, we were looking up all the sex offenders in our area like for sport, I mean, it was before we had kids, so it was nothing to like Wasn't look it up like at that. On Watchdog, yeah, like on that. Yeah, dog? it was yeah. on Watchdog. We were just like, oh yeah, let's just see what this is, because you know it's not terrifying when you don't have young children. You're just like, oh, this will be interesting. So we were just kind of looking through all the charges and everything, and all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, this guy has like a million charges. And so I go over and look at it, and I'm like, and meet my cousin Blaine. <laughs> with a curtsy oh right you obviously you do a curtsy mm -hmm. because that's the only way to introduce a serial rapist to your right. husband is uh -huh. and he's like no way is really yeah is really politely and with with the appropriate right. respect How? and apparently blaine so my parents would 
double date with Blaine and his wife, but um Oh cool. Did they um it was awesome. They did lots of fun things together. I did think. they did they pick some lilacs? <laughs> a bouquet of lilacs. Shoot. Oh. Oh, my mom. Um, yeah, be sure to. I'm sure it'll bring up lots of special memories for her. Yeah, it will. To um, hang it out with and Blaine. Then I think, I'm pretty sure that, I'll have to ask my dad, but I'm pretty sure Blaine might called from prison. Oh, special. Call my dad. I'm pretty sure. On his birthday? Maybe. Just like his one special call? (laughs) I'm pretty sure he did. I'm serious. Well, you know, it's a, you know that you have some special memories together when your cousin rapist Blaine calls and you want to reminisce about the times you played baseball together and whatnot. Oh, that's. It feels good. It feels good. It feels feels good. I had also heard, um, I guess I won't say where, that he had um, set up the priesthood in prison. So that'll keep him out of hell. (laughs) Good job. Kudos. That is a special story. Yeah, I I heard he got really active. Oh, well, nothing gets you active. Like being locked up. Like hitting rock bottom. Well, right. And if you're going to be locked up behind bars, mm-hmm. you might as well explore religion while you're there. That's sweet. All right. Well, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's end on that note. Yeah. Yep. Serial rapist slash relative, Blaine Nelson. Sweet cousin Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hopefully our next, our next, uh, Utah true crime won't be about one of our relatives, Shocker. but we probably could. Well, and yeah, another one. there is another one, but that one might be too soon. Too soon. It's way too soon. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Ta-ta.